Hola, everyone. I'm Jenny Solans along with my husband, Ben. Hola, chicos. Bienvenidos a Breaking Español. Every week, we share our journey as we learn Spanish, immersing ourselves into Latin culture while raising our young son bilingual. And we hope that hearing our story inspires you to embark on your own language learning journey. ¿Están listos? Vámonos. Enjoy the show. Hola, mi amor. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, ¿y tú? Bien. Muy equipado. Sí. ¿Qué nuevo? Uh, just a busy week. Sí. At work, yeah. ¿Cómo qué? Uh, Dime. <laughs> just busy. Just busy time of year. Lots of clients and, you know, that time of year. Everyone needs to get their hair done. Hair did before the holidays. You cut my hair. I know. Not like I had a choice. People come up to me and they say, oh, you got a haircut, as if I had any say in the matter. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> what happens when you're married to a hairstylist. I'm like, I want to try a new haircut on you, or I just think your hair looks puffy and you need to get it cut. Mm -hmm. You don't really get much say anymore. Mm -hmm. but, you know, when I was a kid, I, people said it was I looked like an, an orange on a toothpick because my head was so big. It still is. I, I would like to say that my body caught up to... <laughs> but maybe not. So maybe getting haircuts is and a good Jack thing. And Jack has my tiny little head. He does. Well, he's right in the middle now, right? He's like, I love how they do that, how they do like... Did, wait, wait. Didn't one of his hats fit you? No, you say this every It time. did. I swear it did. You could wear it. <laughs> it did. See, you're laughing because it's true. But it was like on the farthest... Yeah. <laughs> and your point being, an infant hat fit you. Toddler. I wouldn't call it infant. He's been wearing it since he was an infant. <laughs> it's a swan. Don't try to get out of this now. Now people are going to look at like pictures of me and be like, is her head really small? Like, oh, oh, that's right. I see it now. <laughs> so anything new this week? Well, we were busy this week, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we had some fun times, huh? Yeah, we... Well, I feel like Jack's at a really good age for speaking with him. Like he's challenging me a lot because like six months ago things I talked about with him and like words I used are so different than right now because mm -hmm. he's it's all about he wants to help me and I want him to help me you know so it's a lot of commands and asking him if he wants to go somewhere and he's he's got his little pointer his little yeah. pointer hand and you just mm -hmm. kind of hold him like a little compass and you go you know that's his words right now but yeah it's been it's been super challenging just um I've been looking up a lot more as well as like like we always talk about when we go to see Lalo that I'll ask him like okay these are the challenges I'm running into like I don't know how to say this yeah and because we try not to rely on like translate I feel like every time like even just now right I was looking at translate yeah for yeah. I got a um I got a text message from one of my Spanish friends and sometimes I like I don't know just laziness probably I cut copy and paste <laughs> it into translate every time I do that it's so wrong there's, and there's no way I can even, so I, it's the best way to do it is just to read it as slow as possible and break it down, Yeah, which is time consuming. Well, part of the challenge too, is that when you really speak Spanish fluently, uh, the conjugations and the reflexives and those kind of aspects of it just come natural to you. But for us, we have to actually sit and think about each one of those. Like, wait a minute, what word is this? Yeah, I have to if break I knew, it down and know what the like whole verb was before. Yeah, if you knew what the root verb was in the uh, in the infinitive, 
then it's easier because you're like, oh, I know what that means. But when you conjugate it certain ways, you're like, wait, wait, what does that mean? Even I was talking with Lalo the other day. Um, we actually, I helped him uh, with his website. We did a video chat and we did it all in Spanish. No way, really? Yeah, so it was probably... Now you know what I feel like working when he comes and gets his hair cut and I <laughs> cut his hair away. Yeah, yeah. So it was maybe, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes and Toto and Espanol. And there were a lot of words where I would say, you know, especially like words that relate to websites that I just wasn't sure. Right. But because... Of, like you, that lingo of... Yeah, yeah. But because, you know, uh, the internet is in English... Uh, a lot of the words that I was unsure of were just basically the same word. You know, blog is el blog. Is el blog. Right. It's one of those anglicismos where it's been adapted because they're, you know, it's a word we created for something we created so in English. So, Yeah, actually he came in last week. I saw him and it, he's been coming to me for a while that we've been speaking Spanish that whole time that he gets his hair cut. And I was so much faster this time. and But now I know all the words because just like that, we ran into where, you know, I do a little consult at the beginning and it's like so much stylist speak that mm -hmm. I kept getting really stuck. And one thing that's great about a teacher is they know how to not let you be stuck on a word to where you just switch to English. They're just like, use something else, talk around it. Mm -hmm. And so now that I know all those words, like I was like, I wanted to tell him to come back to the shampoo bowl. So like, think about it in an English mm -hmm. situation. I'm like, okay, let's go back to the shampoo bowl. And all those words were too many words I didn't know. And so he's just like, adelante, like, yeah, just adelante. And so I still to this day say it. And now that I'm getting more comfortable, I'll say like, vamos, so, you know, adelante. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit more, but I, I felt much like I fired back much quicker now with my responses and like certain things like, uh, um, okay, it's really thick right here or it's, you know, you yeah. know, talking about actual trade words, you, you just have to kind of find something else that works. And mm -hmm. so it's, it just still cracks me up because we say mass volumen, which mm -hmm. is like, it's like that has more volume. Yeah. But it just laughs. I just laugh about it because I don't know. I don't think, I don't say that. Can you imagine if I said that to yeah. like a guy in English? Like, do you have a lot of volume right here? You, you know, <laughs> but it, in Spanish, it totally works and we can communicate. But yeah. we actually were talking when he came in that it'd be fun to have him on and speak just in Spanish mm -hmm. because I think it'd be nice for people to see how, how communicating with someone that knows you're learning and yeah. someone that has a little bit of a, well, obviously a lot of it of a, experience with the language mm -hmm. how he is able to adjust right to speak to us like i feel like that's something that's really been helpful and mm -hmm. the few people that i call it like our mentors and are really helpful with the language they do they kind of they they use words they're like okay like even he'll pause sometimes and go okay hold on and then he'll find a way to explain it to the level he's confident that we know yeah yeah that's helpful when when people can kind of come down to your level yeah, I know. I don't want to say dumb it down, but I mean, it's just more like simplify is probably a better way to say it. Mm -hmm. And we we met um, a new bilingual mom. Oh, right. Up in, we were taking Jack up to the park and I think they started speaking Spanish to their son and their son is two. Mm -hmm. So just a little bit older than Jack. And you asked, I actually, oh, I was pretty far away. I was running to chase the ball and keep the kids playing nice. And I overheard you say... Uh, uh, you know, Hablas Hablas Espanol. Espanol. yeah, and they were like, see, si, see, si. the husband was less, right? 
Uh, I think he's he can speak fine. I think she was fluent, and then he obviously is, you know, trying to keep up as much. Yeah, because they said they only speak Spanish in the house, right? Yeah, and it was so great. And she even was talking about how we were telling her about how we started learning from a Colombian, so that's why we know a little bit more proper and less mm-hmm. Tijuana slang or less, you know, yeah, kind of we we speak like she, I felt like she spoke less a bit norteños. Like, mm-hmm. And she was saying, oh, I take my son to a daycare that's taught by Colombian. And so taught yeah. by Colombian people. And so it's all in Spanish. And I, I I, never even like really thought about that, that, you know, last week I was just sharing a lot about how we hired a nanny. And that's totally another option is there's daycares that even have not only just someone that's Spanish speaking, but they might teach the entire or, you know, run the daycare in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that was super cool, too. And so... They, it was so fun listening to her talk to him in Spanish because it was a lot of the same stuff that I've been using too. Because with toddlers, you tend to say the same thing, like, no, it's his ball. No, it's okay. Now your mm-hmm. turn, like to turn now. We're like, vamos allá. Like, yeah. let's go over here. Yeah, yeah, and cuidado, cuidado, mm-hmm. and a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff. So, and then how funny that her friend showed up. Yeah, and that they had met at the park too. Yep. And she park was a, is going on. I'm telling you, the park is going on. And she was a flamenco teacher yeah. for little kids. Yeah. Did we ask if she spoke Spanish? I'm just assuming, right? Um, I mean, maybe. Yeah. If you're a real flamenco enthusiast, actually, most... you're right. I didn't even know. I didn't even ask her. Yeah. I'm not sure, but that was just kind of fun that we and I play flamenco guitar. Yeah, that's why it was kind of a little like it was just funny because flamenco. Well, I always kind of make fun of Ben because it's like. It's like an old person, like... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, old people play, play flamenco, right? What? What, what are you, where are you getting this from? I don't know. I remember when you first said you were going to play flamenco. I was like, flamenco? Mm-hmm. Like, not like Jack Johnson or like... <laughs> no. The real stuff. I know. The real Jazz. hardcore. So it was so funny hearing her say flamenco because I was like, I don't feel like very many people know flamenco. Yeah, few... Mi- very few people even know what it actually sounds like. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people confuse people like Rodrigo and Gabriela, who are fantastic. People confuse them for flamenco, which they don't. Nothing they play is anything like flamenco at all. Yeah. So I'm, what I was saying is, it's like refreshing when we meet someone. Yeah, who that flamenco actually because I would I never knew what flamenco was. I maybe she could teach me. I, I I need to learn how the rhythms, and that's what the dancers oh, are all for about. Dancers, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was when she said. I'm like, oh, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I teach flamenco to kids. Yeah, like what flamenco a dance thing, to kids. Right? I'm like, that is, first of all, that's so cute because can you imagine <laughs> little, you know, guapitos and guapitas yeah. like speaking dressed up and little yeah, garb. that would be adorable. You know, that's probably. I mean, I guess all you probably do is teach them how to count because really, that's that's. I mean, there's a lot to it, right? And oh, it's know, extremely but complex. But but at the when root, it's young at the root of flamenco guitar and dancing and the whole everything about it it's counting the rhythm that's at the most base level so i think i mean i have to imagine maybe we could talk to her sometime more about it but i think like that's probably the key thing that they learn yeah you should go play with them because they always need volunteers yeah if i could play the songs they want i don't know i'm very academic in my guitar like because it's just more well, so you can kind of think of flamenco as one of those styles that has the origins of it, which are with the dancer, and it's all about the dancer and the rhythm so and that like, stuff. you need to learn freestyle. Well, that there's that, which is kind of like jazz, but 
Then there's the more, hey, I'm a badass guitarist style of flamenco, which is <laughs> when you hear uh, solo albums, that's often what you're hearing are people that are just, the guitar is the featured aspect of it. Okay, like name someone flamenco so people know. Paco de Lucia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, of course, the most famous. Who else? Vicente Amigo is like the next coming of Paco de Lucia. He's, okay. a, he's a modern guy. He's a new guy. And it's funny because modern flamenco is really going off in a number of different ways. It's totally different than the traditional stuff. So, you know, there's traditional guys like Paco Pena or Sabicas and some of these like really, really just amazing, amazing guitars. And then there's all these modern guys like Jason McGuire, Adam Del Monte that are just doing just totally different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting. I mean, if people are interested well, in the music. And she was saying that they don't get, there's only like a few people that volunteer playing flamenco because there aren't that many that play. Yeah. Not a ton of people play flamenco because it is it's like pretty, learning Latin or something. Like yeah, nobody speaks Latin. <laughs> right. And you know, you just have to really love it. Yeah. Like enjoy it. Isn't there, there's been a couple times where we've seen, it will say like live flamenco tonight. Like at Panama 66 and stuff? Yeah, that's Is it right. really flamenco? or yeah. is it? It is. It's Because mm-hmm. they always do jazz over there. Yeah, you know, uh, probably what, I mean, probably what you're going to, if they say flamenco, that should mean there's they a dancer. probably have a dancer. Yeah. yeah. And a cajon player, which is like the drum that you sit on. Um, and a guitarist, of course. Like I you need at least the... those three components. And probably a singer. Because those, those that makes up like a flamenco band, you know. I've never been anywhere where they've sang. Oh, sure actually, when they when the guy like will sing and it will be a little bit like they're just kind of screaming yeah. and stuff. They're not really. I mean, there are words, <laughs> but yeah, it's called like waleo is like moaning. I guess is like the way you translate that. But yeah, there's that is like the sound of. They're flamenco. pretty fun shows to go to though. Like it's intense. It's. It's emotional. It's everything, you know. Flamenco is a very expressive, passionate. Yeah, like it's um, it's not like a pop song, <laughs> where it's like, oh, that's cute. That'll stick in my head. No, no, no. This is like every song is like this deep, old story that's being told. Well, yeah, the, the like guys that dance, I mm-hmm. feel f- like every time I've gone with you, yeah. like the first few shows, I think it was women dancing and. I was like, oh, okay, it was cute, you know. And then the guys, that one show we went to, the first guy, by the end of dancing, he was so into it that he, like, ripped his shirt off yeah. and he was, like, stomping so hard. And the yeah. whole audience was just like, yeah. like Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's impressive, it was, right? It, 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 so it will grab your attention. That's why, that, that's the interesting thing is that in those settings, the flamenco guitar is just an accompaniment. It's just the background noise. But in more like CDs or stuff where you might hear it modern days, the guitar is the featured mm-hmm. part. So it's really kind of evolving into a true form of guitar, just like classical guitar, where you'll have Pepe Romero or somebody playing with the San Diego Orchestra. Right. Right. So one day you may see a flamenco artist. But again, the hard part there would be the rhythms and the styles of flamenco are so complex and so different than classical that, well, I guess... According to my guitar teacher... <laughs> you could teacher, go on for hours about this yeah, too, though. A, a true classical artist can play any style, any rhythm, anything. They're just mm. that good, so... is the, Will you play our intro and outro? Is that a flamenco song? Uh, let me think. This, the outro is... The, the intro is a Argentinian tango oh, okay. by a guy named... Uh, I don't even know his first name. His name, nickname, I guess, is Vals. It's called Pica Pica. 
Pica, and, pica. and there's also Quiero Hacer Tu Sombra, I think is the other translation of that song. Mm. So it's an Argentinian tango. Is and the they never have song. words usually. No, they do. They do. Um, I, I don't know if those ones do specifically. Um, but then the outro is a rumba by Paco Peña, which I haven't totally mastered. That's why you just have a part of it. Yeah, you're like... Mm. Well, plus the song is like seven minutes long, so you, <laughs> it'd be a long outro. Yeah, no, so that was... That was a good little run-in this week with... It's always just fun meeting other parents that are bilingual, too. Mm-hmm. And we went to... Oh, super fun. The Balboa Park Day? Yeah. We are so lucky to have Balboa Park here. And we went... Walked around and checked out... We first went to the National History Museum because you love that one. But it's just mm-hmm. didn't have anything for little kids. First, we went to El Zoo. We went to the zoo. I know. <laughs> I was so funny because I was telling Jack, you know, vamos, vamos, el vamos zoo. zoo. <laughs> like, it just was like, this doesn't sound that, like, yeah. I don't know, the zoo or something. I don't know. But yeah, we went to the zoo and he's getting more into the animals, but it's definitely still like, they're so far away. And mm-hmm. But I love going to the zoo for Spanish speaking because learning all the animals yeah. is such, like, it's so mi- so much vocab. Yeah. Yeah. And so this time around we saw ositos, well, mm-hmm. osos. Osos. And osos. Uh, elefantes y jirafes. Mm-hmm. ¿Qué más? Um, those are the highlights. Because <laughs> a lot of the other animals were like out or sleeping or something. The polar bears. Tortugas? Did we see tortugas? No, no. I don't know. Not this time. Yeah. The, the polar, polar bears, bear, that yeah. was the big winner. Well, I got to take you back because I told you they go swimming in the... I could not believe how big they were. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. But I mean, that thing with one swipe would just kill you. Just, I know. Whoop, gone. But yeah, it's such a good place to to practice Spanish. And he's getting to that point where he's more interested in being out of his stroller and like looking. But the San Diego Zoo, I don't know if anyone's ever been. It's massive. Mm-hmm. And for a zoo, you know, I don't know anyone's, everyone has different takes on zoos. But for a zoo, it has very big... Um, what do you call it? Streets? No, like the where they're at, pens or... Oh, right. I don't yeah. even want to say cages, but very big. They call them something, environments or... Mm-hmm. But enclosures. Enclosures, that's what that's the word I was looking for. And so you can't... Like some of them feel very far away and him being before one years old, it was like he was looking at the trees. He was more yeah, excited. Yeah, he can't even see like, oh, there's three elephants over there, but he's just like, oh, yeah. look, at the, look at the birds. So I felt like the first few times we went to the zoo, it was like, oh, Los Arbolos, <laughs> like, you know, watching the trees. Still, flow. it's it's a beautiful uh, landscaped place too. It's just incredible to see. Yeah, the... they have some like crazy amount of species yeah. of plants there. But yeah. And then the zoo is connected to Balboa Park. And so we walked over there and we always go to Panama 66, which has that great live music. They weren't mm-hmm. playing that day, but... We went and checked out the science center, and to our surprise, they had a whole bilingual play area called Kid City, mm-hmm. and it's for ages five and under, and it was fabulous. It was wasn't big; it was just yeah, a, you know, half of a quarter of a floor, and they had a little um, El Mercado, mm-hmm. so it was like a grocery store, and they had the little conveyor belt that you could pump to put the fake food down mm-hmm. in shopping carts, and Jack loves pushing a shopping cart. And anything with balls, and they had a ball wall. Yeah. And I think he did pretty good with sharing because there was so many <laughs> that he couldn't take. He, there was no way he could steal all the balls that every kid had. Como se dice share? 
Oh, I don't remember. Compartir. Yeah, oh, compartir. See, mm -hmm. I think I knew that, but I was thinking like when you sh when you share news with someone. Same thing. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, you could say tell them. Tell them. Like, Decir instead of. Decir. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was really fun, and I think I don't know. We might get a pass. What do you think? Uh, An annual pass. Man, let's go a few more times and see. Yeah, it's just nice finding like play areas that mm -hmm. are like different toys than we have at Tried home. Tried to watch a movie with them, didn't go so well. Oh my gosh, they have this IMAX dome, mm -hmm. which I laugh because we totally went before before when we had no it kids, was just, and us, just yeah. us, and I was well, such there, a fan. There weren't a ton of people there with. Uh, there were there were lots of people there without kids. I yeah, well, it's just so cool. Like they do planet ones, and at the one we saw was Tahiti or Polynesia or something. Remember yeah. that one? Yeah. It was so beautiful, and this one we tried to see was planets. I mean, it's just he was interested, but like for ten minutes, six minutes, right? You timed mm -hmm. us, so yeah. yeah, we didn't finish watching it, but <laughs> it was a good thing. But he has. We found a new cartoon, which if you follow me on Instagram at Breaking Espanol, I shared a new cartoon I found. Netflix came out with a bunch of new. TV shows. I guess they spent the summer coming up with like it's some really great shows. El, okay, I'm gonna say it wrong again. El Principito. Mm -hmm. Oh, is yeah. that right? Okay, the Little Prince. So that movie was part of it, and then this new show called Kazoops. Kazoops, Jimmy Jones. Kazoops, Jimmy. It's all been all we say at our house now. Like I, we're all obsessed with it. But it's this cute little cartoon that you can change the audio, and it's in Spanish. It's great Spanish. And you can also do the closed captioning or the subtitles, mm -hmm. either in English or Spanish. And there's other options as well. But which I like having the options because sometimes I want it to be on Spanish and I want to read all the words. And sometimes I want to, you know, actually know what the show's about and mm -hmm. read it or see it a little bit easier. But love it. It's so cute, huh? It's amazing. Yeah. It's I adorable. Think it's I think and we like it more than Jack does. He actually is. I mean, you know, I show him about, I would say about 30 minutes give or take a day. Some days we don't need it because we're out and about so much. Mm -hmm. But at this st stage, um, it's good. We're just playing lots of music ones. But this is the first show I've really introduced to him that is a sitcom. Or I don't even want to call it a sitcom. But like <laughs> it's a show, but it's not just rhymes and songs. They do. Yeah. So it's a lot about imaginative play, which I thought was really interesting because he has his little buddy, Jimmy Jones, which is his pet pig. And they do a lot of imaginative play. And that's when the songs come out. And I, mm -hmm. that he, so that keeps his attention. And they break up a 40-minute show into segments of 15, 20 minutes. So you yeah, can just yeah. turn it off. And a lot of times we just do 15, 20 minutes. And right. it's just like kind of fun. And, he, and you, he definitely is getting into it. But yeah, that's a – I loved it. Kazoops, Jimmy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of watching things, I saw – or we saw a TED Talk. Oh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. language learning and it was that it was, one you showed me just a couple nights ago yeah it was from a linguist and we'll put a link to it and he was talking about four oh, he reasons he was a little too smart <laughs> for me he was kind of but it was good um well tell us how you really feel <laughs> i hope he's not listening um I you know I, I would say it wasn't the greatest presentation but he had some great info in there and he's like a linguist yeah in, yeah at columbia or something like that yeah, I forget where, but he's like a PhD linguist, this and that. But one of the things that he was interesting that he mentioned was how when you learn a language that uh, it gives you a perspective on the world that is shaped by that language. 
And he talked about some study where they asked uh, Spanish-speaking and French-speaking people to describe how a table would sound if it could talk. Because the noun for table in both French and Spanish is a feminine noun. And both of them described it as a high, soft, feminine voice, which makes sense. Whereas somebody in English, we wouldn't, you know, nouns don't have... Like if Disney made a cartoon and the character was a table... table, It'd be a a woman. It'd be a a male... It'd be a male voice if it was English. Well, we're indifferent, right? So in English, nouns don't have masculine or feminine uh, versions of themselves. They are just nouns, right? The table, the floor. It's not el piso o la mesa. Right. So we don't have that same construct in English. So when we think of things, you know, nouns, we don't think of them in those contexts. And he kind of rebutted this as, you know, yes, that's true. So in some odd way, your language does shape kind of how you see the world. But he put on the screen three different people that spoke English that were extremely different in who they were and how they saw the world and what they did. So that was what the point of that part was? Yeah. I did not get the... He was basically trying to rebuke the idea that knowing a language helps you shape the world or helps how you see the world. So by learning a language, it's like putting a new set of glasses on to see the world. Okay, so he put three celebrities on the screen and they were so very different i did not get his analogy at all right until you just said that right so he was i get it he was suggesting hey here's three people let's say like barack obama kanye west and bono from u2 they're all english speakers so does the english language unite them in their view of the world like no they're all totally different people that speak very differently and Mm -hmm. have very different views and all these kind of things so Language may shape your view of the world, but in a sort of uh, new, like kind of funny way that isn't significant at all. So he was saying, forget that. The part I took away was how you never really can truly meet somebody or know somebody unless you know the language. And I think, I really think that is true because I think about how little I can express myself in my new language in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then just even at more and more as I start to learn it, I feel like I'm becoming more like me mm-hmm. when I speak Spanish. And I thought about that. Like when you meet somebody for the first time and you don't, neither of you speak each other's language, it's a totally different experience than if you meet somebody and you can 100% have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I was, I thought about all the different people I've met within the last, you know, 10 years. And the different relationships we had, like I was thinking about this one girl when I was in school, she, we sat next to each other. We both were in interior design class and she was Swedish and she used to have to take her tests. Um, we had a math class with, with each other as well. And she needed three to four hours per test. Whereas Mm -hmm. most of us just needed an hour, which I look back and this is the same thing I've even Were thought. they like word problems? No. Because I, yes. I could see that being incredibly yes. hard. It was like math and word problems and stuff. Yeah. And so she needs to translate it. And But I remember thinking like, oh, because she's not good in math. But it had nothing to do with that. Right. It's because she needed more time because it's a second language. And and I, I even, we still to this day keep in contact and we both have kids now and there's some little things that she's written. And one thing she just said recently is she said, make sure that you speak as much Spanish only in the house because she said, I, she said, I still to this day 
mess everything up. Like when she writes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she still flubs it back and forth. Oh, because really? Yeah. When she moved here, she would still stick to Swedish mm-hmm. and not really adapt like English in the home. Right. So for her, that community language didn't take over. And then like, look, what did I just do a second ago? I wrote no say, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. And I wrote it to my Spanish friend, like, I don't know. And it's, and it's say is part of, is it part of say? Yeah. Okay. So say is part of say. So it would be like no say, which would be S-E. And I wrote it no and then say the english word s-a-y uh-huh. and it's just because i'm i'm totally See, w- still do those spanish and, things and i I've, i know people that have done the opposite that they'll they'll write something in it we're, we're chatting in spanish on text message and they'll write it back and it's totally not spelled right but if you sound it out in english it's correct like hacer is h-a-c-e-r but uh, my buddy that wrote me back, it was A-S-E-R is how he wrote it. <laughs> Which if you say it in English, Aser, it, it that's it was the correct word, but just completely wrong, like not even close to, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah so, so th- th- there's some things to, to, uh, to take away from that. And I think the point you were getting at, just to add on to it, was uh, you'll never really, the, the word that the guy used in the talk I, I liked was imbibe. Uh, which means to drink the culture in or just to really soak it in and, and kind of immerse yourself in it. So if you really love flamenco music or yeah. whatever it is about whatever other culture, no matter what it is, granted, you can travel to practically any country in the world and get by with just English, but you'll never truly imbibe that culture or you'll never experience what that's really like unless you can speak the language. Absolutely. And a good example, right, would be France. The first time we went to France, it was on a whim. We jetted over there from New York to Paris. Totally different experience. Because we do stuff like that. We're just, you know. I know. It sounds like. Go to Paris on we, a whim. We were in New York visiting friends. And I. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we ended up it in It was Paris. completely planned. <laughs> it was, yeah. Let's not. <laughs> that's, yeah. It, if it sounded unplanned, <laughs> no, it was totally planned. Yeah, we were just sitting around on a Wednesday. <laughs> thought, hey, hey, what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's go to Paris. <laughs> All right, cool. You want to stop in New York first? Yeah, yeah, let's go do that. I wish I, I mean, I wish I was that. I always had <laughs> dreams of living on the East Coast thinking I would do that. But, uh, well, now you made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> but how we went to Paris and had a hard time. Well, no, not a hard time. I just, I feel like the, we were like, oh, it was fun. It was pretty, you know, yeah. culture was cool. But it was so different than when we went back and we had learned a little bit of French and we, we had more fun. But before that, we went to Spain, right? We remember we just went yeah. to France for a couple of days. Yeah. But Spain, we had prepped for. Oh, yeah. You knew flamenco. We, we were still we had, very early on in our learning. But we learned seven months of Spanish. Yeah. How different was it knowing, not only just liking the culture, but yeah. knowing the language and going there than it was going to Paris or going to, to I mean, I, I got to play very poorly for a very short period of time flamenco with some very drunk people in Hedith where we were having uh, lunch at the time. And that was, that would have only been possible had we known how to say, wow, you guys are great. I would love to buy you all a, a round of drinks. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we got invited over. Well, we started like, chatting. That... We had this like amazing experience, which was, and we we knew very little Spanish at the well, time. Well, and the reason I, I compare it to France is because I like when we go 
especially Europe, I feel like what we enjoyed the most is we do it here in San Diego as well, is we enjoy going out and meeting people. So whether mm-hmm. that's just sitting at the bar and chatting up the bartender or talking to someone next to us, that's a big part of like when we go out at night or just like the the social aspect we like. Mm-hmm. And in France, we had absolutely none of that. So I remember we were there, I think we were only there like five days or something, but five days of not talking to anybody but each other. Yeah, you feel... Well, and it's not that we didn't talk to anybody because obviously you talk to the guy at the ticket counter and you talk to your Airbnb host for a quick second and you talk, you know, but like actually having meaningful conversations, mm-hmm. we didn't for five straight days. We didn't talk to anybody that was local yeah. or anything. And it was because the culture wasn't really big to us. I loved Paris. I thought Paris was so pretty and I'd mm-hmm. always seen it in pictures. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. But yeah. I didn't do like any really big prep to be like, okay, what's the French well, culture? Yeah, I felt like we were very much tourists when we were there. I felt like a very, yeah, totally like You a know, not like there. we went on tourist buses or things like that, but just like we did not belong. We were not, yeah. we were not even though you immersing try, ourselves. Right, even though you've like dressed the part and yeah. You're ordering the part and all that. It's just you're wearing a suit and laying on the grass, sleeping yeah. with the bottle. Yeah, of wine. we had a great time. Like I remember having so much fun. But the the piece missing for me was that I didn't meet a lot of people. Yeah, there. It didn't I didn't feel make friends warm. there. Yeah, mm. and it has it's no fault to Paris. Like even someone you know when people say like their comments about like the French, I'm like no. For me, I didn't feel like it had anything to do with the people. I felt like it was me. Yeah. I felt like I didn't know anything about I mean, them. Could you imagine somebody say go, coming to New York City? Oh and, yeah, people and, do all the time. And <laughs> not speaking a word of English. Yes. That's I mean, why I, I'm I'm almost kind of um, amazed by Asian cultures that they do that because how different are, is the signage and everything? Oh my God, and they come yeah. here not knowing any English and like right. enjoy themselves. I'm like applaud you for doing that, but yeah, I and it's not saying that I wouldn't travel not knowing the language because there's just no way I'm gonna know. Every but to language. know the culture or like uh, just it's just a different experience. To to compl- yeah to to emphasize your point, we were in Sevilla and. I forget, we were trying to, we were going to leave, Spain. I think. Sevilla, Spain. Sevilla, Spain, yeah. We were leaving town, I think, that day, and I forget where we were going, but um, we we were at a bar, we just stopped in to grab a, grab a quick drink before we head out. Oh, the cute little old couple? Yeah. And <laughs> and again, our Spanish is not very good, and they speak... At that time, no. Vosotros, which is a different form of Spanish, albeit the the Spanish people speak very eloquently very very clear so it's not like where you chop off words and it's messy it it is really easy to understand um even though they use a different form um so anyways yeah standing at the bar just get ordering a drink in in a in a kind of a i don't know i guess it's like a large spanish city but in a place that isn't super touristy right it was a section of town that really didn't get a lot of tourists and 20 minute conversation just just with these old people yeah. that are just and so were, in love with the fact that we're visiting there and were that we're so speaking cute. Spanish and they just want to tell us all about And they wanted town. to tell us all about that restaurant, that that restaurant yeah. sees. What's it? Santa, Santa Semanas? Oh, Semana Santa? Semana Santa. The she Easter? Wanted, yeah, she wanted to tell us all about how this yeah. big... Fa- yeah. And, and it was like this, you know, we got through it. It wasn't like I certainly couldn't express myself like I can in English. Um, and I, I wasn't getting everything they were saying, the nuance of it, but we were having a, a very, I don't know, meaningful exchange, you know? No, it was super cool. Like, and that's I, what happens when you speak the language. When you don't speak the language, it just, just does not happen. You know, you walk around from place to place and have people show you stuff and, and you, you know, have some 
food and, and drinks and whatever and go go home that's it you know so you really don't get to experience it without the language so that's that was the big takeaway from that ted talk um and you know i, I would encourage people to watch it i mean it's heck it's 10 minutes or whatever yeah you know, what do you have to lose yeah i mean we'll put a link to it Mm-hmm. sounds good do you have anything else or you want to go into this week i learned yeah let's uh let's hear what what you learned well let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll do this week i learned Ticos, welcome back. Let's get into this week I learned. Ben, you want to kick it off? Sure. So as I mentioned when I was talking with Lalo about how to fix the blog, one of the words I didn't know how to say was link, like a link between websites. And it's enlance. Hmm. So interesting. Not that interesting, but yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> tough crowd, tough crowd. Yeah, tough crowd today. <laughs> I would just say a link. <laughs> I think it's what I did. And he laughed and he was like, no, no, no. It was actually, it was kind of a cool experience because we're doing a video chat. So you get even. I love that you did that because I've been wanting to do like a PayPal or not a PayPal, <laughs> PayPal, a pen pal, like a. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody you just have a video chat with uh, yeah. in another language. Yeah. Because I think yeah. it's much easier than doing a phone call. Well, so there's that whole thing, right? So if you look at like the percent of communication that happens, face-to-face -face is the most because you get body language, you get uh, the intonation of the voice, you get everything like that. Uh, phone call would be the, or video chat would be the next, you know, because you're not getting the full body language, but you're still getting facial expressions. Phone call would be the next, and then text would be the absolutely like worst form of communication in terms of actually communicating the message hmm. so it's it's a it's a good way i mean i could see even lessons in other languages being taught this way in fact there was that thing what well, was it called yeah the one-to-one -one or the add one add, add one add one challenge yeah 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 no it's totally common and you can do like on youtube and there's even other ways there's lots of um yeah. doesn't rosetta stone do it now yeah rosetta stone has something like that where if you pay for it you can get a yeah essentially like a mentor yeah actually did you already talk about that new little add-on to Duolingo that you introduced me to? I did not. Is it just on iPhone? <sighs> yes, it's just on <laughs> iPhone. So it happens when you're an Android. Whatever. Like. So I'm what, holding up the big W for whatever. Explain what it is. I don't know anything about it. Okay. But I mean, I used it a little bit, but you put it on my phone. Okay. So uh, bots are the latest, hottest thing in tech right now. And a bot is essentially something that can take your commands and then do something or interact with you in some way. Is it way. like Siri, but a yeah. little person? Like it has a little character to it? Correct. Right. So th there's a bot, like you can, you can tweet a pizza emoji to Domino's and they will send you a pizza, right? So a bot is like a little thing you can chat with. And Duolingo just released these bots that you can use for language learning. So you say like, hola, you know, and it'll respond. You basically have a conversation in Spanish. The thing I didn't like about it was that when you're chatting with the bot, you couldn't just type anything you wanted in, which kind of makes sense because they need to have an expected response. 
but I wish it could be better. I'm sure as things evolve and kind of become intelligent, it'll be better where you can truly have a conversation. But right now it's like, hola, you know, soy Benjamin. How do you know you couldn't type anything you wanted? Because as I would type, it would give me an error. So it kind of, it, it's like a lesson uh, where you're so having you'd a... you'd say, hola, and then it'd say, como estas, and you'd say, okay. Yeah, so I couldn't, I couldn't... And then they suggest stuff to further the conversation, I noticed. You're typically you answering a question that they're asking you. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, they yeah. ask you the question. Right. So I can't, I can't just go off on a tangent and be like, oh, they don't de eres. And start a separate conversation, right? Because it wouldn't, you know... It won't let you do that. I think it will eventually get to that point, but right now it's just not not there. Yeah, so it will, like, someone will say, hola, and then I say, hola, and they say, como estas, and mm -hmm. they say, bien, y tu? Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, okay, let's see what they say back. They say, good answer, one point. Yeah. And they say, que bien, y estoy bien, and then conoce a mis amigos primero. Dile, I don't know Dile. Hola a Roberto. Okay, so then they like. Yeah. And then it's like. Stuff to talk about. Esto es mi amigo, so and so, you know. Oh, it says Dile is say hello to Roberto. Yeah, right. And then it wants you to, hola Roberto. Exactly, okay. yeah. But like try to type something in and notice you can't just type anything you want. You have to type like what the words that they expect you to type. Got it. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's cool. But I'm a little unimpressed because they're just matching the words that you type in with the response that they want to give you. So it's getting there. It's like. Yep. Yep. So that was super cool. Okay, Mas, what else did you learn? Me? Yep. I mean, pretty boring this week. I, it's not that I didn't learn anything. Just like as far as like those big wow moments were just, oh, I'm still so confused with vieja and viaje. <laughs> So it's an E and an A is the only thing. They're in different order. So those words are spelled mm -hmm. completely the same. One is old and one is trip. Yeah. So I'll be like, I'm going on old this weekend. <laughs> you know, and instead of, or I wanted to tell you, you know, it's like, yeah. I get those ones confused all the time. So I need to find like some little way, like with ESO and ESTO, like this and that. Mm -hmm. The way I remember it is ESTO has a T and you touch something. Uh. Like, what is this? I'm touching it. Yeah, I have a one of those for casada. Oh yeah. And cansada. So one is married, one is tired. And the one. only difference is an N. And I think, well, you are tired more often than you are married, so there's more letters in the one. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's like kinda I need to find something with that one. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't help that there's a casino here. Viejas. Named Viejas. Old women. So maybe if I just know that you always call that place old woman, then that would be vieja. <laughs> and then uh, at Pancho Villa, they have a whole counter where you can order cheese. Mm -hmm. So you can do like queso fresca, cotija. Queso fresco. Queso fresco. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, si, see. Si. Fresca, yeah. And what else? What other cheese do they have? Uh, anyways, and I wanted the completo, like the full piece mm -hmm. of cheese. Mm-hmm. And she said, Rayado. And hmm. I just was like, oh, okay, yeah. A wheel? No, no, no. That's for shredded. Oh, really? So she started to scoop up the shredded cheese. And I was like, I... oh, no, 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 no gracias. Uh... <laughs> Ruedo would be wheel. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's R A double L A D O. It's shredded. Oh, got it. For shredded cheese. Got it. Huh. And the only other, the only other thing that was kind of, uh, I learned was, I would just say it's a way to use it. So I use a fuera for outside, and so when I'm telling Jack to go to the backyard or like, do you want to go to the backyard? Mm-hmm. I always say a fuera, a fuera, but I could. El Jardin is backyard or yard mm-hmm. or yeah. garden. Mm-hmm. And it seems really common for people to say that with a backyard. And so, yeah. yeah. So I feel like I'm going to kind of use that a little bit more just because I think it makes more sense when I'm like, do you want to go outside? That's like, let's go outside and go to the park and play. Yeah. Or do you want to go to our backyard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's about yeah, it. Yeah. I think I've heard because Fuera also means out. So right. it, it doesn't it doesn't just mean outside. It means like take that out kind of a thing. Afuera is outside. Afuera is outside. I think so. And yeah. fuera is out. out. Yeah. So yeah, I could see how yeah, you may you don't always like get those confused or whatever. Yeah. So that reminds me of one that I came across when actually yeah, I think I was looking at one of our books and it's lentamente. Oh, you wrote this recently? Yeah. Any guesses? You remember? Yeah, it's thank you for reading. No. Oh. <laughs> That's leyendo. Oh, Gracias dang it. por leyendo. <laughs> uh, lentamente is slowly. Lentamente? So, like, despacio. Same thing. Where did you read this at? Uh, it's in our grammar book. I was, I forget what I was looking up, but I was just like flipping through it, like, oh, look at so that. It's another and word. And it said something, something lentamente. And I was like, <laughs> what is this nonsense? I've heard that word. That's why I'm thrown off by it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like that. And that is what I learned. Came off? <laughs> uh, not a must. No. No. Good, good. Like, I mean, I think that's, I think the funny thing is, I feel like we'll have less this week I learned in the sense of, not everything's new. It's going to be more of those kind of wow moments of, oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting, you know. Oh, what about Lechuza? I feel like we haven't talked like about that one. Does. Yeah, but there's that Two Bees song. Yeah. La oh, Lechuza tiene ojos redondos. Uh-huh. So the owl this, has round eyes. Yeah, there's this um, kind of rhyme show, and it's called Two Bees, and also on Netflix. And the first song is all about the different how distinct those the animals are so Mm -hmm. how different the animals are are distinct and ojos redondos so round eyes for lechuzas yeah and i knew lechuza from the valle de guadalupe right that's why i thought it was interesting because i'm like oh i remember going down there being like huh what's lechuza oh see i already knew because when we i had that on my list the client that recommended that place to me was like you know the owl and i was mm -hmm. like totally i know the owl yeah (laughs) like like, las gaviotas Las Gaviotas, exactly. Seahorse. The seahorse. Or yeah. uh, Las Palomas. We see that one a lot. Mm-hmm. The pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. Paloma sounds so much nicer than pigeon, doesn't it? It does a little also bit. Also a cocktail. Because it's a cocktail. I was just yeah. going to say, when I hear Palomas, I'm like, mmm, that sounds mm, so good. Cocktails, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cocktails. <laughs> Tiempo para barracho. Oh, all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, this was fun. I like this one. Mm, sí. It was good chatting with you. Gracias por escuchar y nos vemos al próximo episodio. Mm-hmm. Adiós. Hey guys, thanks for listening. You can find full show notes and images from today's episode at breakingespanol.com. We appreciate you listening and would love to see you back here again, so be sure to subscribe now. We have new episodes weekly. 
Thanks and see you next time. Adios. Thank you.